It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome uh, aboard, and it's getting towards the end of the week, so uh, you know what that means. We'll have the picks coming up on uh, today's uh, program, uh, and we're actually uh, on the road for the show today. Yeah, you know, all of our uh, guest pickers are usually so gracious. They come up, and, and they see us, and they and they help us out, but to get Mike Rice on as a guest picker, we had to come down and see him. <laughs> he, he demanded it, and we'll, uh, we'll see how he can do with uh, – with with the picks this week because Mooney has a big one. Yeah, and you know how the big shooters are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Mo- Mooney's got a, a big game this week uh, that uh, is one of the harder ones for, for me to kind of decipher and, and how I want to go with this one. There are a couple of games like that, and then there are a couple of games, uh, Brady, that I'm pretty conclusive on, and so those will be the ones that, that – Go the other way. <laughs> right, right. So uh, let's not waste any time. We'll get into the Mac first, BWAC. You know the story at this point. So, All right, week six coming up next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady, and it's uh, time to get back uh, into it. And uh, let's start in the uh, MAC like we usually uh, do. Uh, And I think, actually, Brady, this is going to be a good week for our MAC teams. Yeah, I mean, we'll start in the blue whether you look at high or northern, I think especially Port here on high is going to have a nice, nice win against Lons Cruz North. I mean, they're one and four. They're, they're not scoring. Uh, and PH has proven they're pretty good. I mean, Lons Cruz North has scored 81 points this year, and 53 of them came against Sterling Heights. Against the rest of the four teams they've played, they haven't eclipsed 10. So they're they're just not scoring a lot. This high defense has been really, really solid. And I don't think you're going to see a come down from the Crosstown showdown. No, uh, PH's defense last week played about as well as I've ever seen them play. And they've had some good defenses in the past that have played very well. Um, uh, I didn't see a shutout coming against Northern. um, And they really shut down the run game. Uh, and, and it was just really good. Uh, I, I talked to Coach Perkins. You know, all coaches are always going to worry, and and obviously all good coaches are going to plan for their opponent. He doesn't like that they run the option a little bit at Lons Cruz North. I don't think they do it on every down, but they, they do it enough where he thought, you know, that's one thing that we really have to plan for and be ready for be, because, you know, you, you just don't see it as often anymore. Well, the option, but other than that... The option's I, I, a bear just because if one guy makes a mistake, it can it can go pretty well. Now, the one problem with the option is if the defense does everything it's supposed to, it's hard to have success. But you get the one mistake, and next thing you know, it's out the door. So you just have to be assignment sound and be smart. But again, with, with Lons Cruz North, they're not stopping a lot of teams either. I mean, even in the the three losses to start the year, they're giving up points in the 20s. Uh, I The Sterling Heights game, I throw it out. They got stomped by Mott, and that's a team PH beat. The, the Crusaders are going to have a pretty tough time coming back up to Memorial Stadium. They're not going to like this place, especially after this week. Yeah, uh, they already came up once, and, and Northern handled them uh, and held them to nine points. So they gave up a touchdown and a safety in that game. So it wasn't even the offense getting all the points for uh, Lance Cruz North. So uh, PH, like you say, they also, with a win, that guarantees a piece of the title. And I've already given them the crowd. Yeah, but you, you, you still have uh, to play the games. Mathematically, yes, I yeah. get it. So uh, they'd be champs again, and it would be like the 10th time in 10 years that they've won or shared the title. So, Northern, while I don't think this is a spot they can trip up, I think this is a scary spot for them. It's after the Crosstown Showdown. 
It's a week before the Mott game. Have to go to Frazier. I don't love this matchup for Northern. I think they're the better team, and I think they'll be all right. But I, I'm maybe not as confident that they're just going to route Frazier that I may have been a week or two ago. Well, it's not Northern style to route teams, but I, I think they'll be fine here. I, I think this will be your typical 24-8 to 8 northern kind of game um i think their defense gets back on track this not that they were again i i reiterate they gave up 34 points and i thought they were pretty good against ph um but i think the offense gets back on uh track this week for northern uh two they are not going to go to frazier and get shut out they will score points in this game and enough points to win comfortably and this Frazier team, I mean, they're not that great, but the Frazier team's good enough that if you're really focusing on Mater, you're still hanging your head from the PH loss, that they can at least scare you a little bit. Um, but again, I think Northern's the better team. The only concerns I have are all, I guess, circumstantial, with it being sandwiched in between your two biggest league games of the year, with it being at Frazier, it has the makings for a trap game, but I do think this Northern team's talented enough and hopefully mature enough to go down there and just kind of handle the Ramblers. Yeah, I, I, Frazier's kind of a young team, too. There are, there are years where this game would scare me. Mm-hmm. Um, and historically, Northern doesn't play real well when they go to Frazier. Um, but I just I don't think that this is one of those Frazier teams um, that – concerns me that much they're they're not awful by any stretch of the imagination they got some athletes I just don't think they're going to have enough that northern defense is solid um in spite of last week and I think northern's offense will be fine in this game well they're gonna have to figure it out because yeah they're, they're in between two big games in northern Win this game and you're, you're feeling pretty confident going into the mock game. Maybe try to get some of the, the mojo back before what is going to be a tough game at Memorial Stadium next week. Yeah, from everything that I'm hearing, Mott's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Coach Perkins at PH uh, raves about their scheme. He says they've got a really good quarterback, some talented receivers, and that they've got a kid going to Western Michigan, committed to Western Michigan, that Mott's the legit – uh, and, and I and I feel like maybe even more than the Northern game that that Mott win he felt is the biggest win that they've had so far because that was on the road and that was in a tough environment. But before they before Northern has to deal with that, I think they'll deal with Frazier. Max Silver, I think, is going to be a trifecta of wins for our area teams. Dennis, which of the three teams do you think is, I guess, in the most danger of dropping a game? Oh, that's that's a tough question. I'm still a little uneasy about what Lampfear is and where Marine City's at. I feel like I should be more comfortable with the Mariners because they just keep on winning. They pitch a shutout. I'm worried about them being all banged up, and they pitch a shutout last week. And they win a game that they had six turnovers Mm -hmm. by 17 points. Like, those numbers just don't add up. But Marine City winning is a number that always adds up. Um, But, uh, again, uh, I'm not putting checking this one off as automatic. They're going to have to play a good football game, 
I think, uh, to beat Lamphere. I don't think this will be running time because I think Lamphere is at least a decent team, and I think they'll give Marine City a little bit of a fight. I just think this might be a game where, all right, it's 7-7 after a quarter, and the final score is 34-14, to and the Mariners roll. Having this game at home, I think, helps a lot. Uh, having this game after, I mean, Lamphere's been playing some tough physical games, so you get them at the end of the Marysville-St. Clair. Now, you guys with that stretch. I just think Marine City's a better team. I just think they're going to find out. And if they get any healthier, I feel even more confident about that. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I, you know, I, I expect Marysville to be able See, to handle Clintondale. that's the one that, out of the three, I would worry me the most. Not that I think Marysville is going to lose this game, but you look at what Clintondale has done. And I think some of their strengths match up against some of Marysville's weaknesses. What does Clintondale do pretty well? Play defense. Outside of the St. Clair game, they haven't given up more than 22 points in a game, and that was to Gross Point North. Even to Lamphere. Lamphere scored 21 points. If Clintondale can make this a, a rock fight and slop it up and make it a, a, a punting contest and, and make it a 14-10 to 10 game, I think they'll have a shot in this. Now, if Marysville's offense gets going... I think they can hold Clintondale under 20 points and be fine. I think if you score three touchdowns, you win this game. But just Clintondale's defense, I'm going to be worried that I'm going to be checking my phone in between a timeout or something, and I'm going to say it's the third quarter, and it's a 7-6 to six ball game, and you're waiting for that one final score to maybe turn the tides, and it's going to be a, a whichever defense has the second crack show is going to cost this game because again their losses are gross point north and lamphere now i like this game is at marysville i think that helps the vikings a lot but it, this was the one that worries me the most out of the three well i mean they kind of have similar ways like when clintondale loses it's because they don't score when marysville in loses fact, it's because they don't score in fact every game clintondale's scored in they've won yeah uh and marysville is the same way yeah if marysville scores they win the the difference has been is Marysville's been a little more explosive when they score. <laughs> right. When they score, they score a lot. Mm -hmm. Um and after getting shut out last week, I I think they're they're gonna have a little edge to their game. I'd hope they have a little edge to their game coming in this week. Uh so I I kinda like I, I I'm with you where I think Clintondale is dangerous and this could be like a lower scoring game. But I just feel like Marysville's going to have a good bounce back well, week. Remember two years ago, Clintondale came up to Marysville and kind of stole a win we were a little surprised by. Well, be I think this Marysville at, team's better. Yeah, because at the at the time, like Clintondale had struggled to start, but that Clint that that like set Clintondale off. Yeah, that, and that they was went their first win of four streak. straight wins. Yeah. for them before the playoffs, where they actually played a good collegiate team, tough. Yeah, um, but. Again, if Marysville plays up to their potential, I think they can win. The one thing I'm worried about is that maybe Marine City gave the blueprint on how to shut down the Marysville offense and Clintondale saying, ooh, we can do that too. And again, make this a low-scoring rock fight where Clintondale just has to get a touchdown or two and they're in the game. Yeah, I, uh, they can be in the game just so long as Marysville wins the game. Because the Vikings need the win. Absolutely. I don't think uh, Southlake is going to be in the game. 
I think St. Clair is going to unleash a three-week-old frustration on them, and Southlake's going to get punched in the mouth, and I think St. Clair, the dam's going to break for the Saints, and I, re- <coughs> excuse me, I really think this is going to be a 52-7 to game. Well, I, I hope so, because St. Clair is the one team that could use a game like that, um, where they just, you know, I don't have to think about anything. Right. Uh, have it over at, at halftime. Because the Saints haven't had many like that uh, in in recent uh, memory. So at least the last couple of uh, seasons. And Southlake, uh, they've just been bad. Southlake hasn't been scoring. And the Saints defense has been consistently pretty good all year long. Um, it, it, and again. Southlake scored six points in the league. Yeah, like uh, that's like like they have thirty something points, and twenty seven of them came in a win against a bronze team that hasn't won a game. Madison, yeah. who gave up fifty six to New Haven. Yeah, so I mean, South Lake doesn't score much. No, that bolts well because St. Clair doesn't give up a ton usually, and I can see them. You know, I could see the Saints pitching a shutout in this one. I really do think St. Clair is just going to roll. I think it's going to be one of those where on the sideline it feels like a weight is off their shoulder and they're just they're they're itching to get back on the field because each guy wants to to help get back in the end zone or they want to get another sack or because again, they've been in each of the last three games. They they can't have moral victories. They need real victories. Yeah. And before a big rivalry game against Marysville next week, I think it would be nice to build a little confidence and just truck a team, railroad them, and have it in running time in the second half. Hey, you're home by 10 o'clock because the game only took an hour and 45 minutes. Well, and also they're in must win. Uh, let's yes. face it, the Saints pretty much have to win out. Yes, to make the playoffs. So, and it starts with this one. Yep. Can't win all four on Friday night, so you have to take care of Southlake. And, this is, again, this will be a game where they unload some frustration. But, really, I think all our MAC teams have pretty winnable games. I think they're, they should be favored in all of them. I still think out of all five, really, Marysville's the one I'd be the most concerned about just because – I think I'm starting to respect Clintondale a little bit that they're they have some dudes and that they can stop offenses and that's been Marysville's kryptonite that what they do well is what Marysville sometimes struggles with. Yeah, and, and I, I'm leaning more towards um, that. I think Marine City's going to win, but I'm still maybe giving Lamphere more credit. I know I'm giving him more credit than you're yeah, I'm give I am him. out on Lamphere. Yeah. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm gonna hold off. I, I think the, the, the Mariners will, will win that game probably by a couple of touchdowns at least, but that might be a trickier game if Marine City is going to turn the ball over because you, you got to clean that up. You're not going to turn the ball over six times against everybody and get away with ball it. ball security was about the first 30 <laughs> minutes of the Mariners' practice. Well, I practice. hope so because that's got to stop. And I and that might be one of those situations where the coach walks in and Darren Letson walks into the locker room and just goes, you, you guys know. I don't need to yell at you for six turnovers. It is very obvious you guys know that Six turnovers is unacceptable because, Dennis, you, you, I'm sure you've been a part of that and you've seen that where the coach is like, they, they know there's no point in yelling and screaming at them. 
they know what they did was wrong, and they know they need to correct it. Now, if they came out this week in practice and were kind of laissez-faire about it, then that's when you get upset. But I think everyone in that Mariner locker room was happy they got the win but knew they needed to clean a lot up. Well, I hope so because <laughs> that's a lot. And like I say, that it's an anomaly when you do that and you win right. by 17. It also helps when your defense gets a touchdown yes. as well. Yes. So you, anything you, else? You pat the defensive guys on the back and say thank you on any of the any of the Matt games. No, because I because mean, I, I I just really feel like this is a pretty cut and dry week for our Mac teams. Yeah, and this is why sometimes why I kind of get on the Mac. I don't need a Saint Clair Southlake game. Sorry. I'd rather have. I'd rather. Saint be, Clair needs a South Lake I game, know. though, so that's why but I don't mind it. I'd be rather talking about like a, maybe a Saint Clair Yale matchup. That's just me. We're not going to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole, but we will go to the BWAC because there's one of the biggest games. I'd, I'd say one of the biggest games in the state this week out in Almont, and then a very interesting one in Richmond as well. Yeah, I think that's an important game too. Maybe not for the the league, but certainly for. And maybe for the league because North Branch right. still has to play. We'll, we'll talk about it again. It depending on the Almont Cross Lex result, the winner of that game could control their own destiny. And then we have to talk about the Mooney game. Yep, because they're t- they're taking on Everest, and they've got it. They've got a big one this week. All right, we'll do all that in the next segment. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. 
This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome uh, back. Uh, let's get into the uh, BWAC. Do you want to start with the big game or let's finish start, with the big game? Let's start with the big game. Okay. Almont Crosslex. This is two undefeated teams. Actually, we found out uh, this morning that you know there's going to be Channel 7 out of Detroit's going to be there. I know we're going to be there. I'll be there. Uh, Thumb Tailgater's going to be there. It's going to be a, a media frenzy there as it should be because these are two teams that have done nothing but win. Not just this year, but the last for Croslex, the last handful of years for Elmont, the last two decades, and this is going to be a knockdown, drag out, bar brawl. So, I mean, there's a lot of interesting ways to try to to sort through this and try to to figure it out, and none of them are good. Yeah, I'm not going to go. Well, you know, they both played this team. Croslex really beat up Armada, but Armada struggled, or Elmont struggled with Armada. I think that's because Armada does well against what Elmont wants to do, but not what Croslex wants to do. Um, you can say Croslex might have the style points and the flair, but Elmont's also been tested in the fourth quarter, and they've had to show some resolve. They're coming out of a three-week stretch, Dennis, that's just been heavyweight after heavyweight, and they find ways to win. And the one at North Branch on the road, again, a two-minute drill where you score in a minute, you run like seven plays, and you don't throw the ball. That doesn't happen. Teams don't do that. And then you you come back down from 12 nothing against an Armada team that's designed to get up two scores and then just suffocate you. You find a way to win that one. And Almont gets the game at home, and I think that makes a big difference because the drive from Croslex to Almont is about 45 minutes, but it feels like an hour and 45 because there's you're going down a bunch of nothing roads and you pass like one gas station before you get to Almont. Oh, there's all kinds of great things. You go through Yale, you go through Memphis, you can go through Richmond if you want and, and kind a, of circle around. There's a lot of ways. There's just not a Actually, an you easy way. Cut across and bypass Richmond and get over. But anyway, it's it's <laughs> Almont's a tough place to go. One of the tougher places in the BWAC. And Dennis, if this game was on turf, I'd feel really confident about Croslex. But much like I was talking about with the Clintondale-Marysville game, I think a lower-scoring rock fight gives Elmont the edge. I think they want to slop it up and slow down Croslex's playmakers because I think Croslex, as a group, has the best play, has the best skill position in the BWAC. Now, that's not to say Elmont doesn't have some really nice pieces. Chase Patani, Luke Winkler have been two guys that have been really really solid. I think Davidowski is maybe the the quarterback that's the best we talk the least about in the BWAC, and he handles that. 
um, or just in the area, and he handles that offense really well. I it, it feels like Coach Lusby has full confidence in his in his offense. But I think this game, the lower scoring it is, the more it favors Almont. And see, I think this is actually has the potential to be a fairly high scoring game because the of just the the big play capability by both teams. Uh, I think you're. I think if if you're Elmont, you'd like to see a game of drives. Yes. But I think what you're going to see is a game of explosive plays. Bang. 60 yards, touchdown. Bang. 75 yards, touchdown. Bang. 50 yards, touchdown. I think it's going to be a game where you see three or four scores like that, a couple both ways. So I I think this game, you, you might need to score in the 30s to win. See, I just I think Almont's going to want to win the time of possession battle. And I think that Cross But wanting to do that and actually well, being able to do that. Well, you are talk two about different the big things. plays. I just think Cross Lex defensively has enough speed that it helps prevent the big play. Now the question is, are they going to be able to be in the right spots because that's what happened last year in this game is that Almont went into Crosslex and they found a couple plays that the Crosslex defense misfit and next thing you know there were those big plays from I think it was Fillinger that had a couple of huge runs in the second half to put it away. And the difference this year or last year from this year is Croslex is healthy this year. I know Belly Grappi didn't play defense last year, but having him on the field makes a big difference for Croslex. And I, I, I don't know if Elmont's going to be able to find those big plays as much as they did last year, but I do know one thing, that they have a lot of options and I like how creative Elmont gets with their offense where they'll they'll show you and you think you know what's coming and then they'll hit you with the counter to that play or the play off of it, and it always seems to work. They're much like Marine City in that regard. So um, here's the other thing, though. Crosslex does something that uh, Elmont really hasn't seen much of, and they'll throw the ball. Right. And we haven't seen Elmont really test because they haven't played Yale yet, right? No. Yeah, that that's later. So or Richmond. Uh, the so they they haven't really faced a team that can put the ball in the air at twenty times if they want to. I don't think they'll throw that much. But so we haven't seen their secondary tested yet. Well, and the, but that's, you know that's that an anomaly. Team. If Mike Holes has to, he'll drop Gavin Espinoza back twenty five times. That let's just say um, with all the rain this week, the it's just slop out in Elmont. That all right? We're we can't get our footing. We're going to take two, three step drops, and we're going to let Gavin sling it around. Now the good news I think for Crosslex is tomorrow's supposed to be seventy-two and and partly cloudy. I think that helps because if it was rainy and if it was sloppy, again that plays in to Almont. But I think Crosslex has a pretty good. It helps them that it's going to be dry and favorable to use their athletes, use where they are. I feel superior in this matchup with their skill position guys. Well, the fun part about it is you'll get to see it live, um, and I'll just have to hear about it. But I I think you're going to see a high-scoring game, Brady. You think it'll be a little lower scoring. Well, I don't know, I, and I'm not saying it's going to be 10-7, to 7, but I think if Almont can get it to a 21-20 game, something like that, a race to three touchdowns, and win the special teams battle, I think that's where 
Almont will have more success. Now, could Croslex go in there and win a game 35-24 to 24 and it's a little higher scoring? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I think Croslex is very capable of scoring. But I do want to give both these defenses a little bit of love because they've done a pretty good job. Croslex doesn't give up a lot of points. I mean, they gave up two scores immediately to Armada and then shut it down. They they shut out Yale. They, they gave up seven points to Swan Valley, ten points to Richmond. They're not giving up a lot of points. And then Almont's defense has been spectacular. They've given up, what, 34 points on the season? So All have, in the last two games, so, though. So we have two good defenses, and I think that's where I'm saying, all right, I like that side of the ball for both guys as well. Yeah, and I'm just looking at who they've done it against. See, they, they haven't played each other, and these two teams can score. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not going to play Algonac this week, and it's an automatic shutout. You're not playing, you know – Imlay City, and you're going to route them 47 to nothing. You're not playing Marysville on a bad week, and you know you're you're winning 39 to nothing. It's Almont's playing Croslex. Croslex is playing Almont. These defenses are going to be tested like they haven't been tested yet this season. Right, and I guess the long and short of it is, is nothing will surprise me. I guess I'm just saying I like these teams' offenses more than I'm impressed with their good defenses. Yeah, and I again, nothing will surprise me. If it ends up being a shootout, I'm not going to be shocked. Um, but I just think if Almont is controlling it, there's just more factors that say, for me, it'll be a lower-scoring game because if Almont's doing things well, I think that means they're running the ball and they're getting chunks of plays because, yeah, they're not going to ever say, no, we don't want the explosive touchdown. But the best way to stop Belly Grappi is not let Belly Grappi touch the ball, and that's to win the time of possession battle. It's hard to tell a kid to stop when the big hole well, again, opens up and you're in the second. That, but that's why I go back to Cross Lex's defense is I don't think they're giving up huge plays that if they give up touchdowns, it's going to have to be 10-plus play drives where if Elmont's getting big plays, they're getting chunks. They're getting 12, 15-yard plays, not 55, 60-yard plays. You can get down the field quick uh, just – Right, I mean, but you can take your time between you, plays. You, and you, you saw it with the North Branch game. They can get down the field quickly with the run game. Right, that, absolutely they can. But the result of this game can have some interesting effects on the BWAC. If Almont wins, that gives an opportunity for Richmond to control their own destiny and winning the BWAC or getting a share of it. If Croslex wins, that gives North Branch an opportunity to control their own destiny. So we could come out of this week, and one of the teams in, I guess, the, the semi-main event in, in Richmond North Branch can say, hey, we have everything in front of us. I know we dropped a game early, but we have everything in front of us. We can win a league title now. But the, the important thing is, is that one of those teams isn't going to win this week. Right. Someone's going to be knocked out, essentially. This is an elimination game. This is basically the loser's bracket uh, final between Richmond and North Branch. And I don't know what to make of it. This is the start of the big test for Richmond because they have North Branch, Almont, Armada the next three weeks. Starts with North Branch at home. Prove that you're a team that won come playoff time. We can feel confident picking to win a game, maybe two, depending on your draw. This is a big test, and I think this is why this is this stretch is why I love the BWAC is because 
you find out right here what this team's made of. Yeah, well, you find out if they're real or if they're not real um, uh, on how they do in these next uh, three games. Um, I like for Richmond that it's at home. Yes. Um, and I just, you know, they're, they're that they're that four and one team that I really want to believe in, Brady, but I need this win. Well, th- I need them to, to not lose to North Branch because if North Branch goes into Richmond and wins the game, that puts doubts in my mind well, about where Richmond wins. At have a combined five wins. So the four teams they beat have combined for five wins this year. And, again, I think they're, some of those teams are better than their records, St. Clair being one of them. But that's that's a fair point is that North Branch comes to town. This is kind of like where Yale was in week three. Yep. You, you've shown you're a good team, but can you take that next step and be a really good team, be a league title contender? I like that this is on turf for Richmond. I think that a team that can throw it a little more, something that North Branch did stop against Yale, but again, that was a few weeks ago. Let's see what Richmond can do because I feel like Anthony Bonetti has taken that step we've been waiting for him to take. He's matured as now a junior and that he's one of the better passers in the area. I think he has some weapons around him that you can't really key on one guy, mainly being his brother, but Jalen Browning's a good player. Connor Bergeon's a nice piece as well. I think they can do some nice things. And again, their defense has been pretty good. They haven't given up 30 points yet this year, and they've played cross-lex. They've played the best, maybe the best offense in the area. Yeah, well, I, I think that the defense uh, is the key to this week for uh, Richmond. Uh, again, North Branch, now that I've seen them, I, I know that they've got a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can – control again they're not going to throw the ball a ton they're going to try to beat you with the run and yeah I think they could probably ground and pound but I think they prefer to to get out on the edge or to open those big holes Mm -hmm. and let their speed guys you know run Uh, I I think they're a, a, a big play team and I think Richmond will be forced to try to limit those big plays, uh, and that that is the way that they can win. I, I, I think how their defense plays against North Branch's offense will determine that game more so than how Richmond's offense does against North Branch defense. But let's talk about that North Branch defense for a little bit because they've been another really good one in the BWAC. Their worst outing, they gave up 29 to Almont. That's not... A bad if that's your worst outing, you're at least a decent defense. Besides that, the twenty-one to Forest Hills Eastern, Algonac and Emily City, they did what they should have, but they held Yale to six points, and that was when Yale was st- when feeling pretty good about themselves. I think this, excuse me, this North Branch defense can really. I think that's the key for North Branch is slowing down Richmond's offense because I think if Richmond gets to 21, 28 points, that makes uh, that makes life a lot harder for North Branch because they are an offense that, well, they can get the big play. I saw it against Almont. They're a team that's just going to kill you death by a thousand cuts and slowly move it. I mean, hell, it, they had a 12-minute drive against Almont on like 20 plays. That's what they're going to try to do, and if they can do that and bleed the clock, that's a lot less time for Richmond's offense to find 
find opportunities to score. It's kind of like what Northern's done the last few years. Their defense is good, but it's also aided by their offense almost always wins the time of possession yeah. battle. Yeah. So where, where I feel like the Almont Crosslex game might be a little higher scoring, I feel like this one might be a little lower scoring, and if you can get into the 20s, you've got a good chance to win. Right. So, again, we could be sitting here – well, when we and so it'll be the complete opposite. Right, Richard Elmont North Branch. Crosslex will play a 7-3 game, and these guys will play a 50-49 to game. Two-point conversion <laughs> at the end to win it. Um, Richmond's special teams could make a difference. I mean, Colton Bartels is a weapon. I We have some pretty good kickers in the area. Um, we... Uh, the, the kid up at Ubley, his name's blanking, but he's been amazing for Ubley. I mean, he boots it through the end Mueller. zone. Yes. Almost every time. Uh, I think oh, uh, O'Neal at Elmont's pretty good. I think a lot of teams have good weapons, but I think Bartels might be the best kicker in the area. And giving your defense 80 yards of room to work, especially against the North Branch team that wants to go a little at a time, hey, it's great when it's working. But you get one false start, oh, one bad snap, now it's second and 11, puts you way behind the, the, the chains, and now you're out of your comfort zone. And if he just boots it through the end zone every time, I think that gives North Branch, that gives them trouble, and it gives Richmond's defense, hey, we can give up three first downs and we're still only at midfield. All right. Uh, anything else on this one? No. Um, Yale and Armada are in get-right spots. Yale has to get the win against MLA City. Uh, and Armada, I think, will bounce back and, and take care of business against Algonac, especially yeah. with Algonac on a shorter week. Yeah, and and Algonac is a little banged up. Um, again, I love the effort. I love uh, that the that coaching staff – They've got a backup quarterback uh, in, and they still run their offense. Mm -hmm. They're still like, this is what we're going to try to do. And so, I mean, and, and they don't do the same thing over and over and over again and, and watch it not work. They try different. They, they, they try, okay, inside's not working, let's go outside. Outside's not working, let's try to pass. Let's mix in a trick play. Let's mm -hmm. try a jet sweep. Let, let I mean – so I appreciate that. They just don't have the personnel right now to to compete with the heavyweights. Well, the biggest cliche I, I like to use a lot, and I think it applies to this Almont team is, or this Algonac team, don't be results-based, be process-based. Hey, I think they're doing the right process, but it's a long one to get to compete with the, the big boys in the BWAC. Again, BWAC might have six playoff teams this year. Show me another league that could have six playoff teams – and depending on the draw, I think all six could be live to win a game. Um, even if it's five, all five could win a game. And you're so to be competitive in the BWAC, you have to be a playoff level team. And we talked about, I think MLA City can fall in this too. If they played in a lower MAC league, heck, put them in the MAC Silver. I think they're both better than South Lake. I think they could compete with Clintondale, maybe. Clintondale and St. Clair, I think they're better, but I don't think they'd get blown out of the water. It's just a hard league to find your footing in for both these teams. And for Al Armada and, and Yale, they both need these wins bad. Well, yeah, Armada just needs to go out and play Armada football. Mm -hmm. uh, Reestablish what you do and then go out and do it, and, and you'll get a win. Um, and, yeah, Yale is free-falling right now. This is the perfect time to, to get an opponent that you should be able to handle and get back on track. And, again, do what you do and go out and win the football game. 
Absolutely. Mooney goes to Everest. This is one of the biggest games of the week for us. Mooney trying to defend their league title. They're playing at Everest. I don't know a lot about Everest. I mean, you try to look at the scores, try to get some feel. Everest has lost to the two good, te- really good teams they've played. They got blown out by Ubley, but again, you kind of give a pass with that. And they've beat some bad teams, and then they played a close game against Liggett, who's done the same thing <laughs> Everest has done on their schedule. Liggett got blown out by their one good team they played, and then they beat up on some bad teams. I think Everest is at least good. I don't think that's a question. The question is how good are they, and where does it relate to Mooney? Well, and how good is Mooney? Be- be- because I, we could make the arguments now, I think Mooney played their tougher teams better. Oh, yeah, they, were, they, they lost essentially one touchdown games to both a Harbor Beach team that has only lost to Ubley and a uh, Saginaw Lutheran Seminary team that's been just fine this year. Yeah, uh, and then, uh, again, they, they've beaten up. Their three wins are against three teams that you'd expect them to beat. Right. The Cranbrook um, one's, I guess, a little better because that was a bigger school. I mean, that's a school that's three, four times the size of Mooney. Not that Cranbrook has any great shakes as a, as a football team, but I thought that win was, was a little impressive that, yeah, the school the size of Marysville come into East China Stadium, and Mooney kind of smacked them around. Yeah, I, I saw that game. Cranbrook is just a weird team. Yeah. Like, that, that was just – they didn't try to run their passing on every down throwing – and not like dink and dunk. It's drop back and throw a bomb, mm-hmm. and, and they hit on four of them. Uh, they, they put the ball up 30-something times in the game and threw for 370 yards but had minus one yard rushing. Right. But then they only tried to run the ball like eight times. So it's uh, th- that was just a weird game. Um, and, and Mooney was playing with half of field the whole time in their offense. That was also started that stretch where they went 14 straight possessions with a touchdown. So I think this Mooney offense is figuring it out a little bit after not having, um, you know, finding who is going to be the dude offensively. You lose a guy like Brendan Hazenleader, you're going to have to figure out your new roles offensively, and I think they've settled into those pretty nicely. Oh, and they have weapons. They have multiple weapons. They're not leaning on any one player or any two players. They have five, six guys that they can get the ball to that are all pretty uh, solid. They will throw the ball, but the, they're one of those teams where they lull you to sleep with it. Run, 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 mm-hmm. run. Oh, there's a pass, and the guy's wide open. Touchdown. And, yeah, I just I, – I really don't know how to feel because part of me, it's kind of like with Marysville and Marine City. I know Mooney won this game last year, but this is a, a rivalry that Everest has absolutely dominated. But, again, they look not un- invincible again this year, and Mooney has tested themselves. And while they didn't pass the test, they performed pretty well in them, and then they've just utterly dominated the teams they were supposed to. Uh, this game would be a little easier because I'm, I'm hedging one way, mm-hmm. but my worry is is they got to go to Everest this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, if you probably went back and looked at the scores – I, I bet it's not a very good aggregate well, score for Mooney Two years at ago, Mooney was a good team, and they went and they got whacked yeah. at Everest. What, 49-3, 45-3 yeah. at Everest? 
I, I, I think there's some kids on the team that remember that and are looking for some revenge. But this is just a rivalry in all sports, it feels like. And I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm actually kind of hedging towards Mooney, but I wish, I wish the game were at Mooney because then I think I would go all in with Mooney in this one. All right, the GTC East this week. The, the most interesting matchup is Harbor Beach uh, against Sandusky. This is at Beach. I think Sandusky is, is going to give them a fight. I don't think the, the Wolves are going to roll over and die. I mean, they're a 4-1 team. Their one loss is to Marlette. Marlette lost at Beach last week, and Beach, I think, is figuring it out a little bit. Their only loss is to Ubley, who's maybe the best team in D8. Yeah, and if, if you look, uh, all the points that Beach has given up this year, basically, Ubley. Yes. <laughs> they, they hold everybody else to low numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that Beach defense is good. They're at home. I like Sandusky. This has been a nice uh, bounce-back season for the Wolves. They are good. Could they go to Harbor Beach and win? Sure. Do I think they're going to? Probably not. Yeah, that that's always a tough spot. They have Beach and Ubley back-to-back. Hey, if they win this one, we have to make next week a pretty interesting matchup then if they can go to Beach and get a win. Marlette plays Memphis. I think Marlette will get back on the winning path. And Bad Axe plays Ubley. Bad Axe is down and Ubley's Ubley. Yeah, Ubley Ubley put up 63 points last week, and I I think they rested their starting quarterback and played the backup, and they scored 10 touchdowns. We do have another undefeated matchup, but Dennis, I agree with you, but you are very adamant that Brown City is just going to take it to Mayville. Both are are 5-0 and overall, undefeated in the Stars, and if Brown City wins it, mathematically they don't clinch it, but for all intents and purposes, they clinch the league title. Well, I mean, Brown City has already had to beat Kingston and Deckerville, mm-hmm. and Mayville has played all the lower teams in the league and, and beat them, but... Not always impressively. They struggled with KPAC last week. Um, so I just feel like Brown City has established themselves as a power. Mayville hasn't. I know they both have the same record, but they've gotten there quite differently. Uh, and I and I do, I do think that Brown City is going to win this game by 40 points. It is kind of pleasing how the schedule worked out in the stripes. The top two teams play each other. Then the teams tied for third play each other. Then the teams tied for fifth play each other. And the teams tied for seventh play each other this week. Um, it, it, it works out nicely. Uh, Deckerville plays Kingston. This, this is, is an interesting game. This is a revenge game for Deckerville because Kingston got them for the first time in a long time. Maybe ever. It was like since the 80s yeah. that, King, that uh, Kingston had beat Deckerville, and they got them last year. This is a spot I know the, the – these two teams are hoping Mayville can find a way to figure it out and, and get a win, but this is a big matchup. This could imp- this could impact playoff seeding. This could impact how many home games you get, and this is just a rivalry game where they don't like each other. Yeah, there's actually a chance that they could see each other in the playoffs. Right, because Deckerville's down in, in D2 again. So you, so you might be playing for a home game. Right. Um, or no, excuse me, I think Kingston's D1. Excuse me, I believe so. Um, but anyway, this is this is a tough one. This is if Deckerville is as good as I hope Deckerville is, they win this game. Uh, but Kingston's a program that's starting to find their footing and find a foundation. 
could could be a tough one. This is a good old-fashioned eight-man football game up in the thumb. Well, uh, and, and again, this might be last team with the ball wins kind of game because these two teams can put points on the, uh, the board. So um, they're going to play Saturday, I believe, uh, and that should be the big mushroom cloud you, you see up uh, to the uh, north. I believe it's at Kingston. But I don't know that that's really going to make a difference. Like, this is one of those matchups where I don't think it matters if they play at Deckerville or Kingston. Both teams have a shot to win this game. Dryden cannot score points. They have yet to score in league play, and they play K-Pack, a team that it feels like they're like St. Clair, where they've lost, like, the last three games by a score since getting run by Deckerville. K-Pack has lost by eight. They lost by they lost by two and they lost by two. I think K Pack is is uh, looking to unleash some frustration, much like St. Clair, and they get Dryden coming in. K Pack's defense has actually been pretty good. They have been really good. They've given up a hundred and sixteen points total, and fifty six of that came against Deckerville. Yeah, basically half the points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh, th- K K Pack should be uh, all right this week. I mean, uh, again, uh, Dryden has 52 points this year, and they came in the first game of the season. Yes, um, and they haven't scored a point since. I don't know that they'll score a point this week. Um, and when faced with a, an opponent like this early in the season, I think in week one, K Pack won like 51 to nothing. Right. So, I, I, K Pack should be all right this week. And uh, like St. Clair. It is a good week to have this game on your schedule because this is a team that needs a game like this. CPS needs a game like that, but instead they get All Saints. It's going to be yeah. tough for the time. Like that's a that's not a good time to play All Saints. They're pretty darn good. Peck plays Kindy North Huron though, and this is an interesting one. Both teams have struggled, but let's see where Peck is because North Huron beat CPS and I believe North Huron had a, yeah, yeah, a two-game winning streak. They beat Ashley, so they're playing pretty well and Peck's got to find a way to to mature a little bit and get a win. Yeah, and Ashley was undefeated in league going into that game last week and, and so that was kind of the result that I'm like, ooh, ooh, and Ashley's actually got a big game with Akron Fairgrove mm-hmm. this week. Um because they're the only two teams that have a shot at All Saints, although I think All Saints is going to run the table there. Yeah, and so CPS is going to – that's going to be tough for them. But Peck has a chance to at least find some footing and try to get some momentum going into what would be a, a easier part of the schedule. Um, yeah, it's weird because the Peck-North Huron game is always a big game, mm-hmm. and it's always close, and it's usually for the league championship. It's not for the league championship this year, but you know what? It looks like another close game. Like, this right. is a coin flip to me. I, I think North Huron has a little momentum going into this game. Peck had a rough week last week, and they're they're in a rebuild. But, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how this game plays out. All right, anything else on any games we missed, or is it time to get take it to the picks? I, I, I think it's time to uh, take it to the uh, the picks and uh, and bring our host in. <laughs> yes, we'll have Mike Rice on when we come back, and the, the picks are always fun. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we are back. It's time for the picks. Before we welcome on Mike Rice, real quick, go over the standings because we had several 10 and O's last week. We had Jared from Marysville, Zach from Marysville, Dave from Cairo. We had Nick from Marine City. Our friend Joe Cook went 10-0. About time he, he picked it up. Connor from <laughs> Almont and Kevin from Millington, all with a perfect week last week. And the standings with the fans, Calvin from Port Huron still at first. He's 40-10, and 10, but he went 6-4 and four last week, lost a little ground. There are four people on his heels Jared and Zach from Marysville, each with 10 and 0 weeks, puts them at 38 and 12. They join Zach from Richmond and Aaron from Almont at second place. So, Dennis, where are we at before we welcome in Mike Rice? Yeah, the the, the important part of it is I went 9 and 1 last week and took the lead. Yes, you did. 39 and 11, and it sounds like only one listener's better than me. 
I'm, I'm a game back. Yes, you are a game so back from Calvin. Big turnaround week. Yes, my arms are up in the air, and I'm celebrating victory. Victory is mine. Uh, Brady went eight and two, 38 and twelve. Our guests went eight and two, 38 and twelve. Uh, and the uh, the the listeners were eight and two overall with with their picks to go to thirty five and fifteen. All right, now that we have that, let's welcome in Mike Rice real quick. Mike, uh, thanks for uh, well. I'm glad you allowed us the time. I know we had to come down and and find your majesty, but uh, we're, we're glad you're on here. Are you feel nervous? You you're you got to keep the gas up. I'm a little nervous, and I knew you were going to give me some crap about uh, driving down here for this. Well, we and I appreciate get, it. My car is in the shop. To get the big time guests, you have to go that extra mile or thirty for us. So so, so one thing I do want to tell you guys, I feel like. I feel like that country singer that you guys bring in for like the Reese Davis game day thing that <laughs> that knows barely anything is going to pick colors and all that fun stuff. But I've uh, done some research, so hopefully uh, we can. He's done some research. He's, he's done some research, so he went out into the garage with the cat and whatever <laughs> helmet the cat picked. That's the team. He's I, was, I was texting Scott Evans. I was texting <laughs> my buddy Doug, who coaches football. So we'll we'll see what happens. All right, here. we'll see who he picks. Let's not waste any time. Time for the picks. Yeah, and he's gonna roll out, looking to throw. Pressure coming from Gavin Troy, who sacks him back near midfield. I thought this was America, huh? Isn't this America? Snap, pitch, near side, Mulberg across midfield has a blocker to the outside, 45-40, 35-30, and he's knocked out of bounds. No, he tiptoes in bounds and taken into the house. Jackson Mulberg, I don't know how he did it. Out of the gun, Minetti looking from the 29. He's firing deep. He's got a man out there. It's Browning, and he's got it for the score. Kubiak snap, straight drop, all day to throw. Pump fake wants the deep ball, looking for Monarch, and it's caught in the corner of the end zone. People want to know what the proper ratio is on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> he's outrunning everyone. Belly Groppy again this time for 74 yards and the score. I want my picks back. I want David Putney. Let's get right into it. We start with some eight-man football as we have the last few weeks. Mike Rice, first game you're picking. The Chiefs of K-Pac head to Dryden, the newly resurrected Dryden. They're what? The Cardinals? I think. Yes. Yeah, the Cardinals against the Chiefs. Who gets the win? All right, so this is going to be a baseball bleed over. I'm going with Dryden. From an athletic perspective, I've seen them on the baseball side of the field, and they've had some some uh, athletes in the past. Plus, they're black, red, and they're Cardinals. So <laughs> okay. we're, go- we're going after Dryden. Simple enough, Dennis Stuckey. I'm going K-Pac by 50. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, we're going, I'm going uh, really? K-Pac as well. Dryden is yet to score in their league. They've been struggling. I'm going with K-Pack. You guys set me up. The people, the guests always start. You had plenty of research. That information Fine. was available to everyone. The people want K-Pack as well. Not overwhelming. 63% are on K-Pack. We stay in eight-man, and we go to what is one of the bigger rivalries in eight-man. Deckerville goes to Kingston. Both teams four and one. Both teams vying for second place right now in the, in the Stars. Dennis Stuckey, you get us started. Who wins this game and why? Uh, I'm going with uh, Deckerville in this one. Uh, I I think this will be a good game. I think this will be a high-scoring game. But I think uh, Deckerville is back this year and and playing Deckerville 
style football. I said Deckerville was going to be a wagon a, a, a few weeks ago when they lost to Brown City. I still think that's true. I just think Brown City might be one of the best damn teams in the state. And if Deckerville's third or fourth, you're still pretty darn good. Give me Deckerville on the road, Mike Rice. This is working out well. I'm sticking with my picks that I went with before we jumped on here, and I'm going Kingston. It's a a home game, and we're going Kingston, baby. The guests are either going to gain a lot or they're going to be out of it because the people took Deckerville as well. 68% on Bill Brown. So Mike Rice on his own little island. One more eight-man game because we have a matchup of undefeated. It's Brown City 5-0, Mayville 5-0. Two very different 5-0s. I'll start us off simply Brown City by a lot. Brown City's been tested. Mayville hasn't. Give me the Green Devils because they might be the best eight-man team in the state. Mike Rice. Brown City. Simple enough. Dennis Stuckey. Uh, Brown City. By the way, Brown City has maybe one of the nicest baseball complexes in the area. It is absolutely gorgeous up there. 100%. Actually, I like Mayville's. Mayville's is nice. Brown City's got it by a little bit. Plus, Noah Perks played at Brown City, a kid I coach. So that's how they're going to take this dub. There you go. <laughs> Let's go to the Mac. What the, Blue. the? Oh, the people are on Brown City. Ninety-one okay. percent on Brown City. Let's go to the Mac Blue. Port Huron Northern, fresh off a shutout loss against Port Huron High, they travel down to Frazier. Mike Rice, get us started. Who wins this game and why? This is a tough one. This is Keep the mic up. This you, is a you, tough one. I'm sorry. I'm form. sorry. Come I on. do it. I got to have better form. Um, you and I talked a little bit earlier about who plays where at which at which school with one of my lefty batters. Yes. We're gonna go. Northern's yellow and blue. Okay. Yellow and blue. We're, we're gonna go with uh, Frazier on this oh, one. Frazier and I'm sorry to do this to the area, but. Again, I'm going with some of my baseball players that I know, and we're athletes too, so we're going to go with Frazier. Dennis Ducky. Down goes Frazier. There you uh, go. The uh, the Huskies bounce back this week, and they get a nice win. Hey, Dennis, um, you know I went looking for a car uh, the other day because my old one crapped out. Yep. You know it's one of the cars I was shown? What? A Lincoln. Give me Northern. <laughs> the people Man. take Northern as well. 93% of the people I on they Port Huron Northern. Let's go to smart. the red and black side of Port of Port Huron, where the Red Hawks host Lons Cruz North. Dennis Stuckey, you're on the call for this one. Who wins this game? PH. Uh, their defense is amazing, led by Joey Seppo and the oh, guys. Oh, <laughs> my uh, man. And uh, offensively, you know, the Red Hawks can score, and they will score this week. Yeah, Lons Cruz North is not going to want to come up to Memorial Stadium. They are going to get body slammed, headlocked, pile driven, and they are going to leave that game battered and bruised, PH and running time. Mike Rice. No brainer, Joey Seppo and the boys at Port Huron. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I already had Lance Cruz North typed uh, in for you. 100% of the people on Port Huron <laughs> High as well. From the Mac Blue to the Mac Silver, Lamp Fear at 4 and 1 comes up to East China Stadium to take on the the streaking Marine City Mariners. They've won four straight. I'll start us off. Marine City, it might be close for a quarter, maybe into the second, but Marine City's going to win this game by 20, maybe even 30-plus Mariners in a route. Mike Rice. I could never go against Lenny Letson and the boys. (laughs) Marine City all day. 
does I, stalk I, you. I'm taking Marine City because I always take Marine City. I don't even know why you ask. It's it's well, you you were giving a lot of love to Land Field. <laughs> well, I'm it just saying close. I think it'll be a closer game than you think. I don't think Marine City is going to beat them fifty to nothing. I don't know if it's you just hate Land Fear. You always have. Uh, maybe uh, Marine City thirty nine or ninety three percent of the people on Marine City. Marysville, second game on their new turf, welcomes in the Clintondale Dragons. A, a, a game that could mean a lot for both in the playoffs, both teams 3-2. and two. Marysville looking to bounce back. Both teams, when they've scored, they've won. Mike Rice, who scores in this one? The greatest athlete to come out of Marysville is Jason Hill, one of my best friends. Quarterback, yeah. point guard, all day. Marysville all day. All right, Dennis Stuckey. I'm I'm taking the Vikings in this one too. I'm I'm worried about this one, but I think Marysville pulls it out. But I'm not going to be surprised if I come back on on Friday night to record and we see Marysville won a 21 to 19 game where they had to sweat one out. Give me the Vikings. The they don't ask you how they ask you how many exactly. Ninety <laughs> percent uh, on Marysville in this one. Let's go out west a little bit to Clarkston, where Cardinal Mooney travels on a Friday night to take on Everest. Dennis Stuckey, you've seen Mooney play a couple times. Do they get the win on the road? Yes, they do. They go to Everest uh, this year, and for the first time ever, not only do they compete on that field, they win on that field. I think this is going to be a really good game. This is going to be a tough one. Um... Man, Everest is really, Don't really do it. good. Don't do He's it. He's going to do it. Don't you dare. And Mooney's just going to fall a bit short. I love Mooney. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm taking Everest on the at home. Mike Rice, break the tie. I mean, we know what I'm picking. Cam Spezia, Avery Broll, and the boys. Yeah, you left them all. We're going. Oh, don't even start. <laughs> don't, those are my dudes. Even Daniel Rice is starting to run a little bit. So we're going Carlo Mooney, and it's going to be a big Rooney. one. And uh, and Stucky's allowed back at Prospect Center, and Brady Beaton is no longer allowed. <laughs> I'm the one Prospect wearing the Center. Prospects hat down here. I actually yeah. was repping it. The people agree Cardinal Mooney with 63% of the picks. So Mooney the pick out there. BWAC action, North Branch. Comes to Richmond. Kind of a prove-it spot for both these teams. They've lost close to some good teams, but they haven't had that big statement win. Could be it for both sides. It is, I believe, my turn to start. I'm taking Richmond at home. I like that this is on the fast track. I think it plays to Richmond's strengths. If this game was on grass, whether it was at North Branch or Richmond still had grass, I think it favors the Broncos. But because it's on turf, because it's in Richmond, Taking the Blue Devils to go to 5-1, and one. Mike Rice. I got the Benetti boys. They're getting better every day. Richmond. Dan Stuckey. You know, I'm looking at this. I might change my pick here. Don't, oh, see, you're the one that always says stay, stick with your gut. And you're gonna, are you waffling? I, I'm not waffling. I just, we, we need to have a different game. We, we've matched on everything so far. No, I took Everest. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> so are you taking North Branch? You're taking Richmond and why? Uh, I, I, I took Richmond because they're the home team, and that's my only reason because I think these teams are even, Steven. All right, so the sweep for Richmond, 63% of the people on the Blue Devils. And now the main event. 
Two 5-0 teams in the BWAC. Croslex at Almont. Almont won this game a year ago in Croswell. This is for first place in the BWAC. Winner of this game is in the driver's seat. Mike Rice, you get us started. Who stays undefeated on Friday night? Okay, give me one second here. Who did Richmond lose to? Richmond lost to Croslex. Okay. I'm gonna, I, I was going to go with Almont, but based on that, you know I'm a big Scott Evans fan, yes. Richmond fan. I'm going to go with Croslex for this one. Okay, Dennis Stuckey. I'm picking the Pioneers until somebody knocks them off the, the mountain. I think they've been the area's best team so far, pound for pound. Dennis, do you know if I was 100% right on picks, do you know what Almont's record would be? Two and three. <laughs> so you think after having a losing record picking against the Raiders that I'd learn my lesson. That I'd say, you know what, they're, they're just going to figure out a way to win. And at home, that makes a big difference. And I talked about how on grass, it makes a big difference. But I'm going to fly into the sun again, and I'm going to do what I've done wrong three times, and I'm picking against Almont, Give me Croslex on the road. I just think they have too many weapons, and it'll be a close game. But Croslex is, well, they just are going to find a way to win. Dennis? Recap us real quick before uh, we the, it. Oh, the, the people pick Cross-Lex as well. The 82% of the wow. people on Cross-Lex. I'm a little surprised that they, the, the Raiders didn't get some love from somebody. Well, but there was, again, 18% of the people <laughs> gave them some love. But that's uh, I thought that was going to be much closer to 50-50. All right. Well, uh, everybody picked K-Pack except... Mike, because he doesn't know any better. Uh, everybody picked Deckerville, uh, except Mike, because he, he, he took Kingston. Actually, King, Kingston's not a, a bad pick. You, you, you could come out with that one. Uh, we all agree on Brown City. Uh, Mike was way off by taking Frazier. <laughs> Northern's going to kill him. Uh, we all took PH. We all took Marine City. We're all betting on Marysville, so go Vikings. Um, the smart people in the room... Took Mooney. Yep. Brady's going with history. I, I can't go against you I'm, on that. I'm it's, fine if I'm wrong with that you're, one. You're, I have about one pick a week. I'm fine that I'm yeah. if I'm wrong with. We all took Richmond, which again I thought North Branch would get some love. I, I almost switched on that one, uh, and then we all took uh, Crosslex uh, again in, in a really to me pick 'em kind of game. Right, and it just I don't know. Crosslex has just had more flash, but Almont's got it done. So. There's a good chance I'm two and four picking out this year <laughs> after you, this week. Where are you guys going to be? So I'm going to be at Croslex Almont. Dennis Stuckey is going to be at Lance Cruz North and PH. And our friend Joe Cook, he'll be back out in Richmond, at least giving you updates on the Richmond North Branch game because that's a big one to that I want to have constant updates and I want to have a set of eyeballs on. Yeah, that I, I want to know what's going on in that game too. Like curiosity killed the Stucky, but <laughs> I got to know what's going on in that game. All right, anything else before we, we send it home and have some fun here at Prospects? Uh, no, I, I, I think that pretty much uh, covers the whole gambit. Um, it's actually, I, I think, a little more interesting week then I started out, like, when we started the show, I'm like, ah, there's nothing going on this week. Right. But actually, there is some stuff going on and this week that's interesting. There is potential for upsets where yeah. there's only a few slam dunk games. So, anyway, uh, we'll, you'll be back on your uh, feed on Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Going, how did that happen? Anyways. From-
Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City. The Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.